0: you yeah you you who's listening to this podcast right now do you lie in bed at night reading fan fictions till the sun comes up or do you ever binge a show on netflix and afterwards you just can't
1: stop thinking about the characters or maybe you wish you could draw so you can make fan art of your favorite characters and make cool art friends we've got a podcast for you
0: it's phantom on the phone Hello, and welcome to Fandom on the Phone, the show where we talk about all things fandom, whether it be fanfiction, fan art, fan sites, fandom issues, or other fandom-related things. Now, this episode is part of our special series called Fan Spotlight. Woohoo!
1: Yeah! Every few episodes, we'll be inviting a guest, and we'll be giving them 20 to 30 minutes or so to talk about whatever they want about their fandom. So, Mm -hmm. let's welcome...
0: Our guest for today, Neysa! Yay! Hey, N-A. So Hi, everyone! How's everyone doing?
1: We're, do- I guess we're doing good, Dan. We're doing <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> what are you talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, introduction. So, my name is I'm Indonesian. Pretty much an Omni fandom. I'm all over the place, mm-hmm. like. But my main fandom is K-pop, especially BTS and NCT and well in my fandom i'm usually just a consumer you know i read fanfictions i like fan arts and i just vibe with the content i've been given so okay in my fandom i mostly read about my shits and fan theories like what bts music video symbolizes and stuff because wow those things go deep there's murder and stuff stuff.
0: Mm.
2: yeah i know there's time traveling and stuff and like also learn about Korean fan culture and everything about the Korean entertainment industry which is like very intense by the way yeah (laughs) everything's just everything's just cranked up to 11 like idols have to train very intense very crazy for years for debut and they have to follow these crazy performing schedules and their fans are even crazier (laughs)
0: like
2: their fans are literally just millionaires like they give their idols expensive stuff they they buy billboards and advertisements everywhere across korea on their birthdays designer items and like even a star it's not it's infamous that like uh, k-pop idols usually get stars
1: named
0: after them
2: because they actually
0: bought the right
2: to
1: actually give
0: them the name (laughs) stars like as in up in the sky stars yeah
1: yeah Yeah, I've read about that before too. Oh, but before you get even deeper into your fandom, we gotta ask you some speed round questions. Are you ready? Because you're gonna have to answer these questions as fast as you can.
0: Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I've been learning, I've
1: been studying. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. I'll start this one off and then we can back to back, all right? Okay. So, how would you describe the object of your fandom in one word?
1: Fun. How would very you fun describe fun. the fans of K-pop in one word? Intense.
0: Okay. Who is your favorite K-pop? What is your favorite K-pop band, and who's your favorite member?
2: Okay, very hard to decide because I'm multi-fandom. But recently, I've been into NCT, especially One Two Seven and Wavy, and I like Johnny from One Two Seven and the entirety of Wavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So,
1: describe yourself as a fan in three words.
2: I'm meme.
0: I'm deep, and I like to think I'm funny. <laughs>
1: Mimi and deep, hilarious.
0: <laughs> and when did you first discover your fandom?
2: Okay, so first off, I first started getting into K-pop because of BTS back in 2013 with their song Dope. And
0: Ooh. then I
2: started liking NCT because of their regular era.
0: Okay, I'm just gonna oh. pretend I know what all those
1: words mean. Yes. You definitely but, Oh my god, I know you're such a K pop nut, Trisha. You would know all these things. Oh my but god. 2013 was such a long time ago. Damn. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean yeah. I mean it goes it goes even farther back, I I think that my first actual like exposure to K pop was two thousand and eight. Back when Super Junior was a thing.
1: Whoa, oh, I was seven years old. <laughs> I know, you were tiny. I mean, I was tiny too, but <laughs> you were tiny. How, how old were you back then? I was eight. Okay. <laughs> we're, just one, we're just one year apart. No,
2: That's why I said were...
0: tiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so now that you've given us the full scope, yay, you survived this the bonus, the <clears throat> speed,
1: speed round. round questions.
0: Now we, we give you the floor to talk about whatever you want to. to you know yeah to your heart's yeah, content so, what, yeah, what just, are you gonna tell us about today ne?
2: okay so for preface i'm here to tell you that i'm a big psychology and sociology fan and as much as i am a fangirl i love my research i love my mind-boggling stuff and i just want to take your time to just question like how did I become such a big fan on this one thing, you know? How did y'all become such big fans of Star Wars or, you know, anime or anything in between? And I just want to take a look at what makes us connect so much with our idols or our favorite things and what uh, and sometimes what motivates those fans to do crazy stuff. And apparently after uh, a few research, it's called, uh, there's this thing called parasocial interactions and parasocial relationships. So what I've learned is that apparently this parasocial interactions are what we have, uh, what we do with our idols on screen It's basically, uh, it's basically our interaction uh, with medias behind screens. Mm. So uh, for a more uh, solid uh, explanation on wiki, it's Uh, described as a kind of psychological relationship experienced by an audience in their mediated encounters with performers in the mass media, particularly on television. But I feel like with uh, the internet being a thing, the technological events being a thing, like it already expands to your favorite vloggers, your favorite gamers, your favorite streamers, your favorite YouTubers, and etc. And these viewers and listeners come to consider media person- uh, these media personalities, I'm going to call them personas for now, yeah? All right. Uh, as friends. So we're literally friends with them, despite having limited interactions with them,
1: hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: so like uh, parasocial interactions are kind of relationships that you have with people you see on screen, even though you've never met them before, kind of like yeah. that
2: exactly uh, oh. do you ever question yourself crawl and trish like you look at your idols on screen and then like you know everything about them like you know their favorite food you know their favorite you know their favorite things you know their favorite you know their birthdays
1: well well i i have a ewan mcgregor face once at the beginning <laughs> of this pandemic so i understand she can relate. She can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: it, it's crazy but like when you think back about it, they don't know anything about you. Don't you right. find it weird? There's like, mm. there's that little gap, you know? Like, mm. uh, for example, uh, one of my favorite idols is Johnny from NCT 127. Mm. I know his birthday, mm. like, uh, like, he literally gave, a, a, he has a vlog about his mother, and his hometown. Aww,
1: that is so cute. Is so cute. Oh my know, god.
2: I know. It's just, it just feels like I'm friends with him. Like, uh, he, like, I know he loves coffee. I know he treats Mark like a little brother. Mark is another uh, member. member. Yeah, mm. it's another member in the band. And I know how his personality is. And I, uh, and but I don't know. And like, he doesn't know anything about me. I'm just a fan, you know.
0: He doesn't so know some- anything. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's this little gap and but sometimes uh, these things are actually popular these these parasocial interactions are actually popular because there's uh, of course positive things about this and i'm going to talk about the negative things later but mm-hmm. uh, positive things first because yes. uh parasocial relationships now are closely modeled to resemble face-to-face relationships right now actually uh, because yeah. back then we we're only like, limited to televisions. We are only allowed to see what they want to see, what the media want to see. But the thing is, since there's vloggings and stuff, uh, there's vlogs, there's uh, you know they, uh, there's just rants, daily videos. We just feel like we are talking to a friend rather than just a persona. Right, and right. yeah, that's actually sometimes a really good thing. They experience a connection with the persona from stories that, that, they, that they tell personal lives that they openly share or the things that they do the things they're passionate about Mm -hmm. and like from those personal tidbits viewers express feelings of affection gratitude longing encouragement and loyalty towards them so so we're basically
0: looking for a connection right like the human Uh need for connection
2: yes because humans are wired are naturally wired even though you're an introvert even though you claim yourself as a hermit (laughs) you are yeah
1: you need you need a human <laughs> interaction
2: are... yes because that's what we've learned uh, long ago to survive we need each other you know mm. and these real and these parasocial relationships are one of them mm-hmm. and besides this is a system with high reward and no rejection right like oh. parasocial reject- uh, relationships enables people to interact with media personas mm-hmm. however they like because well They're not actually interacting with them (laughs) like (laughs) that's why you sometimes see fans see and make make unhinged fan fictions or imagines and just getting away with it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah because it brings them closer to the persona that they see right Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. they do they do like like you've seen them floating around like i mean like those images, like imagine hairstyles, just pinning oh, you on a wall and Wattpad. licking your eyeball or something. Why?
1: What Why? Pad? Oh my God! Know. You're bringing back the dark side of Wattpad. Stop.
0: Yeah, it's basically. Oh my the, God!
1: It's basically how Wattpad
2: got its street
1: cred, you know. Oh my God! Oh my yes, God. yes. <laughs> but, yeah. but I guess, yeah. but I guess like uh parasocial interactions are more common nowadays even though it has existed way before i think it's because of like things like k-pop idols like or like vloggers like back then media was a bit stiff but nowadays media is more kind of like shaped to be more friendly with their viewers to be more casual on camera and that kind of stuff yeah and interactive too right
2: yeah it's true it's true yeah. if, if you compare back then we only have televisions and usually the personas that we see are usually like talk show hosts or comedians you know you know they yeah. don't really share their personal life that much and we only see them on television and we only know that oh they're funny oh they're a talk show host and i like watching them but uh, like i said before like parasocial uh, medias have to start to shape these relationships to be more organic you know right. to actually make it feel real yeah. that's why uh vloggers or like gamers uh who has a big fan base usually say i love you to their fans and that's why sometimes i see that some fans uh actually have their lives saved by some youtubers because like the youtubers bring them so much joy you know they make very funny content and it makes them very happy and makes them realize
1: there's good things in the world and that's amazing you know that's right, amazing! Right. Like art getting shared like that, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you were saying about like uh, K-pop idols. Um, like, is it something like? Because I'm not really that familiar with like you know the K-pop mm-hmm. industry. So maybe you could like shed a little light on like some maybe maybe some examples of how they they try to make it organic.
2: Okay, so the easiest one is uh there's these events where fa- fan can literally meet their idols uh, uh
1: before oh, fan the, meets
2: yeah fan meets so before the miss rona came to town mm-hmm, oh. they usually have these events where fans would gather and then they would uh meet their idols one by one they would give them fan arts. they would give them uh they would give their albums to sign you know normal yeah. fan stuff
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, they even they even do like stuff like handshakes or hugs too, don't they you think? do they? Yeah, do. They do it's that's
2: called Yeah, I know, that's like premium service. You, yeah, that's
1: <laughs> yeah, that's cute, honestly. Yeah, mm. I
2: mean I mean that's cute. But like since there's a uh, Miss Rona in
1: town. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you can't uh, do that anymore.
2: <laughs> these fan meets uh become online, so they meet online like us, like like this one, and mm-hmm. then they just do the things, like uh, the fans ask them uh, questions about uh, what they do, about uh, like TMI questions, you know, just to know them better, you know, those stuff. And one of the things that parasocial interactions and relationships actually uh, do good is that it motivates the fans to do great things, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, just look at uh, Instagram and Twitter, you'll see lots of fan arts, you'll see lots of very well-written fan fictions and like even fan fictions that could just uh that could just beat any published books in your local bookstore like some of them are really good like and then like the fan arts are also really good and it also motivates fans to do other good things like uh, another example that I really love is one of the members of BTS RM Uh, on his birthday last year uh, his fans the armies and like uh, RM stands uh, decided to uh, plant a bunch of trees, enough to make a forest, and the forest is named after him.
1: So, they that's so cute! Oh, that yeah. is so sweet. That is oh my god,
2: yeah! And wow. not to mention, not to mention, K pop uh, idols are very notorious of being very generous with uh, their income. I mean, donations after donations, uh, they use their voice to actually. Uh, take things uh, to actually shed light on important things. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, on BTS, uh, when they showed up on James Gordon uh, James oh, Gordon yeah. supported this one donation. I forgot what it's called, but after BTS showed up, the armies actually met up, uh, met the uh, the
1: the minimum standard of like the donation mm-hmm. kind of stuff. No, no, yeah, they they filled up the goal for
2: the mm-hmm. donation comedy, oh. and like it's very great, you know. Oh. It motivates, uh, like, like these fans connect with the idols on such a deep level, you know. And uh, they decide to do something that makes their idol happy, you know. Uh-huh. That's all the good. Uh, that's that, there are so many good things, you know. It also practices uh, empathy, you know, basic empathy because sometimes when you watch, uh, uh for example, I love commentary YouTubers mm-hmm. to bits because they are hilarious and they're very witty and they have very good english that's why i usually watch them and think to myself like oh uh, i really want to be as witty as them i want to be as funny as them that's why like i really love their videos because they're very good people and i actually uh learn about uh, learn how to be witty learn how to be funny Mm -hmm. yeah
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh right right and but like you said like um with the bts army like i've always seen them as like a very powerful fandom like especially Mm. during those times like remember with like i think it was like the it was at the
1: beginning was it did you did you uh do you mean like the beginning of 2020 yeah. yeah, yeah. We we all know what happened, but oh uh, yeah, let, oh, let's yeah. Let, Let's let NASA explain it to us. What happened exactly? What what did your fandom do? Tell it to our viewers. <laughs> mm, go on, ne. so basically, <laughs> the armies hijacked white
2: supremacists on Twitter. <laughs> So, okay, okay, story time, ladies, grab your tea, listen up. So basically, <laughs> it was the beginning of 2020, uh, and it was, uh, it was uh, poll seasons in America to choose their own, uh, to choose their president, you know, and a bunch of racists, a bunch of white supremacists, uh, and a bunch of white supremacists actually tried to, like, gain more exposure, uh, tried to take the spotlight away from Black Lives Matter, uh, by making the hashtag all lives matter which is mm-hmm. basically belittling the lives of uh, black lives which is taking the spotlight you know away from them and you know the stance uh, the stance the army says the k-pop stance mm-hmm. at twitter decide to hijack that hashtag and flood it with fan camps of idols
0: <laughs> so basically oh
1: basically when <laughs> so i didn't, I didn't when, know that one
2: <laughs> so basically when the racists tried to like uh, uh, try to go to the hashtag. Uh, uh all lives matter or white su- uh, Any su- white supremacist. They hashtag. only see they're fan cams. Going, <laughs> they're just going to see J Hope dancing to Boy With Love.
0: <laughs> they're just oh, going wow. to see
2: a bunch of red velvet fan cams. They're just going to see Irene slaying Peekaboo and Zim
0: Oh, wow. Boom, Whoa.
2: Baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, the power, the power yeah, that fandom possesses.
2: So all of their hashtags. Yeah, <laughs> all of their hashtags, all of other white supremacist hashtags got flooded because they're trying like oh right we can't use this hashtag or let's make another one and then the other one got found out by the armies and then
1: like the armies just went okay girl please do your thing oh do your thing do your thing other than hijacking hashtags i also remember that they kind of hijacked like police radios as well yeah i there do do you remember that one or is it just a dream that I thought of or is it just a fever dream that I just thought of? Because I remember when I was going on Twitter during BLM, like people, uh the police, the like yeah, the police in America, they made kind of like an app where you can submit videos or footages or evidence of black people doing uh protests they sent fan camps didn't they yeah yeah they sent fan camps over there and flooded the entire app (laughs) it's not a fever
2: dream it's an actual (laughs) it's an actual real thing they actually flooded it so much till the app crashes oh my god yeah the actual police department had to close the app down I mean, uh, yes, that is k-pop's it's impact It's a wild West on Twitter
0: that is K-pop's impact <laughs> but anyway way. anyway guys yeah I know you, I don't think you've I don't think you've shed light on I guess the dark side of this parasocial interaction especially in regards to like the K-pop fandom like if you can do you have any uh, examples I guess of how that looks
1: like um
2: okay. Uh, maybe uh, for examples like uh, normally you see vlogs, but like uh, I think uh, another example uh, which I think brings back to my next topic, which is the negative side of parasocial interactions and relationships, because first off, it bo- it just breeds crazy okay. fans, yeah. and i and, and like another type of crazy, you know? Yeah, like literally crazy fans uh they uh in korea actually like the entertainment industry is so big and mm-hmm. the crazy fans are normalized they even have a word for it it's called a sasang. i'm not sure oh, you've is, heard of it before
1: is that how is it pronounced i've heard of it before how do you pronounce it sasaeng? yeah saseng okay sasaeng. okay saseng it's uh it's
2: spelled s-a-s-a-e-n-g, sasaeng. okay mm-hmm. And it basic uh it basically uh, uh it means personal and life. I forgot which one means life and which one means personal. But sase means personal life, which means these crazy stalkers. I'm not going. to, I refuse to call them fans. These stalkers uh re- literally want to get involved with the idols' life so much they do anything and everything in their power to be close with them. With like the with the most horrific, uh, with the most horrendous, uh ways possible. I mean, some of them actually went among us. Yes, their invent sister.
0: <laughs> what in real life? Some of Vents. them
2: actually snuck. Some of them actually snuck into the fence of some inter- uh, of some entertainment industry just to get some pictures
1: of them. Oh, I- yeah, they're 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 sus. They're very sus. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Holy crap! But I. Yeah, I've also heard like a lot of nightmare stories about them as well. I- yeah. I've heard of like nightmare stories about sasaengs as well, like how some fans would tell like BTS uh they plane do. and they tell how like what schedule they're on, what plane they're on, and then they get on the plane and take pictures of them while they're asleep on the plane. Oh, My that's God.
2: creepy. Yeah. They, I do, they do, they do. Recently, I want to bring this uh, bring this now actually recently in the NCT fan- uh, fandom uh, especially wavy which is the Chinese line so uh, they have addressed one of the issues here uh, because they were being tailed by feing by the name uh, ftTM mm. fly to the moon oh okay so basically uh, the sussing runs uh, fan site where uh, fan sites are usually places where these fans uh, publish photos that they have, like during shows or during fan meets or doing anything, they usually share their pictures there. But this Sasaeng, this FTTM, actually follow way v up to the point of their, uh, to the point of their, uh, to the to their shooting place. Oh. Yeah, they were shooting something and they actually uh, addressed this on Bubble, Bubble is a social media where uh, K pop idols can connect with their fans. Mm.
0: It's basically,
2: yeah. So they had to publicly address this on Bubble, telling them, please stop. This is bothering us. This is making us uncomfortable. Uh, I do not like this, you know. Uh, Mm. Please, if you're our fan, uh, do the right thing, you know, don't do this. And they had to publicly address that. Uh, and sometimes some uh, entertainment industries uh, like just brush off these things mm-hmm. and they don't even take uh, extreme measures to it I remember mm-hmm. back in the day it was it was re- it was really old I, I forgot what it is I, I think it was shiny I think it was shiny
1: uh, no. but oh, wow. I forgot old. what
2: band is it but yeah I know one of the uh, one of the members, uh was uh, was given a mineral bottle right thinking it was a normal mineral bottle apparently in the mineral bottle there is actual
1: super glue in it
2: ew mm-hmm. oh, like, so, oh yeah. i've
1: oh i've read i've read about that it's yeah, horrible I, oh, that's yeah
2: they liter- they literally had to go to the hospital afterwards to get their stomach pumped oh, and that's yeah. horrible and that's horrible yeah why would that's anyone do pumped. that and of course like Carl said uh with the with the plane stuff yeah that actually happens with uh, FTTM too so Wavy was on a flight and this girl sat next to Yang Yang the youngest member might I add Uh, Yang Yang is 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 the same member Uh, he's the same age as I am and he's 20 really oh
1: wow (laughs) Um, that's very young that's very young
2: I know and the saseng sat next to him Trying to get pictures, there's actual pictures, and one of the uh, the leaders of way uh, the leader of Wavy Kun tried to protect Yang, Yang, and like suddenly the Saseng became Kun auntie because like he's do he's protecting the youngest member from a crazy fan, and suddenly the the Saseng think that oh he's distracting us
1: from from whatever connection we have here. I oh, I hate seriously? you. that's oh that's so absurd, right? Oh that's, my god. Oh did they did they then kind of like do or like send Kun some like nasty stuff because they become an auntie?
2: Well I'm not sure till now but being an auntie which uh, being an auntie they would probably do that. And oh. I think it just hurts my feelings, man. Yeah. Because no. yeah uh K pop fans uh K pop K-nuts. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, even though you're not part of the K-pop bubble, you've heard the term k are very scary, and it's oh no, true. I haven't,
1: I haven't. What what are those?
2: Okay, k are k Korean netizens, oh, and like
1: oh. with okay, the that, okay,
2: yeah, with the with idols ma- having to maintain this perfect figure, like having to have the perfect hair, having to have the perfect face, they usually get picked on by K-nets so much. Up to the point they can't even act human, you know, and it just oh. breaks my heart because oh. uh, the, the most notorious ones are usually targeted at girl groups because, oh, yeah. yeah, because of their weight, right? And it, mm. yeah, because uh, the diet culture for idols are very crazy. I mm. recall BTS Jin had oh. to only eat two, just boiled two plain boiled chicken breasts just uh, every day just to just for him to lose weight can you imagine not having to eat anything besides two pieces of boiled plain
1: chicken breast i would pass out every day honestly that's
0: insane. yes uh, yeah. but yeah oh, i guess at that yeah. point like fans tend to forget that these idols are also human right, right. that's mm-hmm. right right they
2: mm-hmm. right uh because uh i want to make the point here clear, there's two things I want to bring up. First off, they're entertainers, you know. Uh, bec- uh they're entertainers, of course, uh, um they have to perform on screen, they have to make people happy, they have to they work hard on their craft, you know, they're there as, a, as a, they're there as a persona, as a media persona. And uh, uh, they have genuine love for their fans. Well, uh, actually uh, well. As entertainers, but sometimes we also forget the second part, which is they're human, you know, and that's why sometimes we have to take things to uh, take things with a grain of salt uh, when when we're talking about expectations and realities about mm-hmm. these idols, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, uh, I I feel like uh, genuine fans can tell where uh, these media personas are in it for the love of it because they are passionate in it. Or they're just in it for the money so like you know take it with a grain of salt
0: <laughs> right yeah. right
2: but i can tell you that i um uh, that the k-pop idols that i stand that i love really do have passion uh, in their craft you know they love their fans they do everything uh they do everything to make us happy they do everything to perform good they do any uh, they do anything to make themselves and our, the fans proud and like one of the
1: things that we've forgotten is that they're also human, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a re-
0: very yeah. important point to make. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now that we're heading into like the questions and answer part, uh, Kral, do you have any um, questions that you want to ask, Naysa, about maybe parasocial interaction or just the K-pop fandom? Mm,
1: honestly, I'm more interested in like the terms within the K-pop fandom, like you said, uh, <laughs> yeah, because... Because I only know it from like the surface level of it. But there are a lot of K-pop terms that sometimes I see and that I get confused. And kind of like maybe you could clear up some misunderstandings. But I don't really remember some terms. But I do remember that there is a term for like the youngest member of a group. Oh,
2: okay. Okay, so the youngest member is usually called the maknae. It's Uh spelled M-A-K-N-A-E, maknae.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, the youngest is, member is called Magne. No. Uh, is there, and is there like a term, term bias? Oh. oh, is there like another a term? term. <laughs> oh, sorry for interrupting, but is there like a also another term for like the oldest member of the group? I
2: usually don't say, uh, I, I usually don't know. I just, I uh, just like, <laughs> I
0: actually don't know. <laughs> ah, that's, that's yeah. Right.
2: Even though I stand one of the oldest group in BTS, I, I stand one of the oldest member in
1: BTS. Thank you. Is it wait? Is it? Oh wait, who's the oldest member in BTS? It's Jin. He I mean, was I, born I, uh, in oh. nineteen ninety two. Oh, I honestly I always thought it was Rapmon for some reason. No,
2: because... no, RM is like ninety ninety four. Oh mm. wow. Huh. So maybe other things that you might have seen floating around like bias, you probably know that, right?
1: Yeah, bias is that. like
2: your favorite member mm-hmm. and like standing, standing of course you mm-hmm. you already know. And then there's don't sing is, is like Dongseung is a honorific for like under, un, like an older. Yeah, basically like, uh, so in BTS, uh, in the BTS industry which is big hit entertainment so bts is the predecessor right and they have this other group txt so txt Mm -hmm. is the younger group that debuted so they are the dongseng you know
1: oh okay i see i see all right like the junior kind of like the junior yeah okay
0: okay um i do have something to ask though nate um since you've already mentioned like the bad parts and the good parts of this, and what I can get from it is that the K-pop fandom is very passionate. Like they show a lot of passion and love for these idols and they also um, appreciate the work that they do, but sometimes it can go too far and sometimes it gives them a bad reputation, right? But I also, I would like to know what what you think of this, like how some people perceive, the, uh, like you said, the K-nets as crazy or like obsessed. Um, how would you, like what is your take on it
2: okay uh before i throw the whole fandom under the bus here i just want
1: to be careful to, be careful be careful
2: i just want to remind you that these kind of things these crazy fans are a thing even before K-pop. and like i uh, i feel like trisha knows what i'm talking about here yeah like, i mean uh we go back like 30 40 years back to was back to when Beatles was a thing.
0: Yeah, you're speaking <laughs> like, my language. <laughs>
2: like like the Beatles was such a big group and then they have such a huge following of girls, you know? They yeah. go crazy over them and like uh some of them actually go to very very uh, out of range of what the fan should do, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And Especially
1: Elvis Presley, man! Oh my. Oh wow! Yeah, his fans are pretty (laughs) overboard.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean. I mean. (laughs) I I think the (laughs) grannies, the the granny generate like uh, we have grandmas who probably have like. The vision El- of pel- of Elvis with the pelvis dancing on screen and <laughs> they're imprinted in their minds.
1: Can we just can yeah. we just ima- can we just imagine like grandmas having war Fie- Vietnam War flashbacks when Elvis is mentioned? <laughs> 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 the craziness that goes with it. But yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Like it existed a long time ago. It's nothing new, I know. right? I know,
1: it's
2: just the, the media has evolved. Like we see them more and more now just because they can they can do that because there's YouTube, there's V which is an app where K-pop usually K-pop idols usually go to like oh. uh, go live, you know, and yeah. like these obs- uh, these obsession these obsessive fans are should not really uh, take the spotlight away from the good things of the fandom, you know. These things, these are something that we should just shun. You know, we should just keep. Uh, we should just. Uh, ignore them because that's what they want they want attention so the idols would pay attention to them so right. uh, we should just focus on the good things you know that uh, that's why i say in the beginning when uh, k-pop idols are notorious for you know making generous donations but uh, they those get swept under the uh, under the rug just because like oh korea is so crazy and like i don't know what they're singing about like it's a foreign it's a foreign language i don't know what they're doing you know even though uh. BTS literally stood on the platform of the UN and given a really good speech for the youths. Like you're not, you're, you're just gonna, <laughs> you're just gonna put that on the bread, sister? Like, come on. <laughs> right. And yeah, so I just feel like uh, these parasocial interactions, these parasocial relationships should be taken with a grain of salt because uh, I just want to hammer the point home that they are humans. That but they are also entertainers, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I feel but, like they I feel like they have a duty towards their fans, but that doesn't mean their fans can do whatever they want to them because yeah, they're still human true. in the end of the day.
2: It's true. It's true. Yes, like uh, exactly because like uh, uh, they love us because we are fans, you know. Like don't get all the Lulu over here, or like. <laughs> 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 Uh, Yeah, just understand that they are humans, they are here as, you know, if you see them as a role model, which is great, because they motivate you to dance, they motivate you to sing better, to make dance covers and song covers, which is amazing, and uh, just remember to just take them as their muse, you know, as a friend, as a friend, not as somebody that you should just (laughs)
0: well well said well um well gestured yes (laughs) Uh, oh the ones who are hearing this she's just like um pouncing on like she's just like
1: pouncing on the screen
0: like like, pouncing on the screen with her hands like jazz hands (laughs) but yeah i think that's such a great way for us to end this episode and thank you so much for being here with us nay like we learned a lot Thank you. Connor's all yeah. mine. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Carl. And uh, maybe, maybe last message. Like, what, what would you like to say to the listeners out there? I know you have an agenda. You want to promote something.
2: Please, for the love of Lord, for the love of all things holy, stand BTS and stand NCT. They're amazing. They're working hard, and like, come on, they're hot.
0: <laughs> they're okay. hot. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's a good enough reason for a lot of people. Wow. Now. Thank, yeah. we'll if any of you guys it. would like to be our next guest for the upcoming Fan Spotlight episodes, feel free to request or maybe send in a request for a certain fandom that you want us to talk about and we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to DM us at our Instagram at fan underscore on the phone or email us at mailbox at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
1: And crawl? Oh yeah, and uh, before... I think Trish forgot to say, but we really want to thank our sponsors, Kim Communications and Finity, for sponsoring us for this episode. Because without them, we probably wouldn't be able to host this and meet Nay and get to talk about all the amazing, the amazing things that K-pop fandom has in store for us. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Until then, we'll see you in the next episode of Fandom on the Phone. And remember,
1: it's fiction. So, so we'll see you. Uh, bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.